The episode you're about to listen to was recorded prior to Suzanne Summer's passing. Our guest, like myself, is a big fan of Three's Company and holds the show close to their heart. Had we recorded after the unfortunate news, I know we would have wanted to spend a little more time talking about Suzanne. Hey everyone, and welcome to Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Joss Richard, and this is the podcast where every week I will be joined by a special guest who either loves Three's Company, hates it, or has never even heard of it, and together we'll review an episode of the classic sitcom. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited to talk about this episode. We're talking about season three, episode 21, Jack Moves Out, and I am thrilled to be introducing our guest this week. He actually reached out to me because he discovered the podcast, which I am honored that he discovered it on his own. And after chatting with him, I absolutely had to ask him to be a guest because now I am his biggest fan. But Andy Herman has worked in media for over 20 years. He started as a radio producer in Chicago, where he had a recurring Three's Company throwdown bit where listeners would try to stump him with trivia questions. He also worked at Antenna TV and was involved in the Three's Company 40th anniversary rendezvous, which featured Joyce Dewitt, Jenilee Harrison, Priscilla Barnes, and Richard Klein. Hi, Andy. How are you? I am great, Joss. I am absolutely thrilled to be here. The thrill is mine because this has just been a great listen, and I'm I'm really happy to be a part of this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm I'm just so honored that you reached out to me, and when we started talking, I I just like I said, became your biggest fan. I'm just in awe of the work that you've already done. And fun fact, you're also friends with Chris Mann. Yes, which is yes. really cool. He's he's also. I'm also his biggest fan. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Chris, Chris is just such a great dude and he's done so much for three's company and really, you know, through his, his books and his research and everything, he got in with John Ritter and the cast. And it's just really amazing how open everyone was to him. And I think that says a lot about this community of three's company fans. Absolutely. And we were just saying briefly before we started recording that we're cross-generational and we're kindred spirits. And I think it's so incredible how this show has brought together so many fans from all over the world and so many generations. And I think that's a testament to how incredible the show is. Yes, absolutely. And the guests you have from different different, uh, different countries, different uh, age groups, it's just, it's really amazing. And who would have thought, you know, a silly show like Three's Company would do this for people. Exactly. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, I would love to know, how did your love for Three's Company start? Um, Well, we can go back to 1983. Let's do it. Let's go back in time. (laughs) I was eight years old and I don't think I really knew about Three's Company because it was was one of those East Coast 830 times. or 9.30. I don't know. It was past my bedtime. So I, I never watched it. My parents are big TV fans, but for some reason, I just never watched it when it was on the air um, first run. But a local station in Columbus, Ohio was running it at 5 p.m. after school every weekday. And it followed, um, I feel like it was always different strokes at four. And then 4.30, mm-hmm. it was like Facts of Life or Alice or something else like that. And then mm-hmm. five o'clock, always three's company. And some kid on the bus coming home from school is like, yeah, I love three's company. And 
I think at that point, I only knew the theme song after the 4.30 show that I watched. I watched a theme song and thought, oh, this is silly. And I had homework or something to do. But one day it just clicked and I was instantly hooked, just instantly. Oh my gosh. And I've really have not stopped watching since. It's one of those constants in my life. It's always in syndication. It was on cable when I had it. Uh, I have the DVDs and now it's on, it's streaming on Pluto. So it's, it's always there. It's a constant in my life. I'm with you. And I think it's, I mean, of course, on the show, we've had people that are fans of, or on the podcast, we've had people that are fans on the show. Some people hate the show, but I feel like it's so rare to find a guest like you who find that this show is more to them than just a silly little Mm -hmm. sitcom. I feel like we relate to these characters. They mean so much to us. Even in our email correspondence, you were sharing these fun facts. And I was like, okay, this is a real fan. I know this is a real fan. (laughs) I would also love to talk about the work that you've done on the show. Please tell me about this Three's Company throwdown that you had. Sure. Well, it's just, it's so dorky. And I I was producing a radio show and my host knew of my fandom because it's never a secret. And um, he would watch reruns on, I think on cable at the time. And he would text me while he was watching. And I'd be like, oh, that's a great episode. This is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. So we kind of developed this uh, trivia contest where it was a call-in radio show and people would call in and try to stump me with trivia questions about the show. And my track record was pretty good. What (laughs) was was pretty good. What was the hardest question? I don't know if you remember, but what was the hardest Um, question you got? The, the question that first comes to mind, maybe not the hardest question, but the Mm -hmm. question I was most proud of was um, good old reliable Janet. It was about that episode. And the question was what color towels did they throw to Mrs. Roper and Janet? Yellow <laughs> and, and brown. <laughs> and I just, I had it in my head. I could see it in my head because it just left such an impression on me, probably because I you know, had a big crush on Janet at the time. And I do. mean, <laughs> okay. I just start liking you more yeah, and more. Yeah. You are a Janet fan. <laughs> I am. Absolutely. <laughs> I love and, that. That's interesting. So it must be actual fans that are calling in and yeah. asking about the sh- about the show that's really yeah. cool and that was part of my realization at the time like this just extends across generations and people and this was an overnight radio show so these were people you know on the third shift or coming home from work things like that and it just it just spans all types of people this fandom absolutely yeah and what was it like working on the 40th anniversary because that was incredible. It was just incredible to see everyone together yeah. again. It was without hesitation the best day, the best day of my life. <laughs> it uh. really was. Um my my boss at Antenna TV obviously knew how much of a fan I was. We showed it on Antenna TV. I believe it's still on Antenna TV. Um I worked in the promo department, scheduling coordinating promos, and that was always my my passion there at the network. And so when the, the big, big boss put together this 40th anniversary special. My boss said, well, we got to send you. You've got to go to L.A. Yeah. And we shot it at our sister station out at KTLA. Mm-hmm. And just being in the presence of those people, it was just, it was overwhelming. I had to, I had to try to keep it cool. I hope I did. But I'm sure you did. <laughs> I, I think I did. Yeah. But be, be, between like sitting in the green room with them before we went on and then 
you know, the actual taping of the special. It was just, it was the best day of my life. It really was. That I can only imagine just the pure joy you must be feeling. Mm-hmm. I've I've only met a handful of them. I met um, Priscilla and mm-hmm. Suzanne only, um, and just on their own, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this yes. is them!" So to have all of them together, I feel like my right. head would explode. Right, and all of them, they couldn't have been cooler. I mean, they were just professional and very kind and. Yeah, I, I was I was working on the show, but somehow they made me feel welcome. It was just oh. it was awesome. And oh. and to be in the presence of of a legend like Joyce DeWitt, it was just I was beside myself. I really was. Wow. Well, it yeah. is that's so incredible. And I'm so happy that you were able to experience that because mm-hmm. I very few people I'm sure were there. Um, so it is it is really awesome and thank you for sharing that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Glad should to. we get in? Should we get into the episode? Let's talk yeah, about it. Let's, let's do, do it. this. Let's I'm do fresh. this. Okay. I just watched it, so let's. Okay, do it. I just watched it last night. Okay, wait. Before we get into it, mm-hmm. how do, how does this episode rank for you? This isn't this isn't really one of the favorites for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be in my top five or ten, obviously. Um, it's a transitional period. Um, when when you presented the show to me, I'm like, oh, interesting. It's the first post Roper show. And yeah. we're still in season three and there's two episodes without the Ropers. So I feel like maybe they're kind of trying to find their footing with just the three of them without going to the Ropers apartment, without having that dynamic on the show. Yes. I actually wondered if, and I don't know if you know this, but I, I don't know the answer. I wonder if the intention was to have the anniversary surprise be the finale and somewhere along the way it hmm. got moved up because I feel like these last two episodes, Jack moves out and triangle troubles are kind of random. They are. You're right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, but I, I always thought that because the anniversary surprise feels like such a big season mm-hmm. finale moment. So yeah, this one feels a little off (laughs) maybe a little thrown together maybe yeah yeah exactly Uh, i wonder if they could have added episode like added a couple episodes to the order for the season that's that's an interesting thought yeah um but like you said first episode post ropers and do you feel the loss of the ropers in this episode do you feel it if if you're watching in order which which Mm -hmm. i have many times yeah um yeah, yeah. There's there's something different to it. You're just relying on the three. Um, Larry has a decent size part in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, up to this point, it was always pretty back and forth. I mean, the yeah. three, the kids are the stars, but mm-hmm. there was always the Ropers there. So to have everything with with the three, the core three, it yeah, there was there was definitely a difference, a little bit of a loss. I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, Larry really stepped up. And I think Mm -hmm. that in order for Larry to be more of a prominent character, I think you had to lose the Ropers. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, come season four, he really starts – season four on, he really starts to become like Mm -hmm. that fourth, unofficial fourth roommate. Um, But the episode starts with Larry having a date. Of course. Of course. Of course. And he's, you know, this is typical Larry. And I actually liked the girl that he was with. She felt like someone that wasn't like a dumb, 
you know, he, you know, he's, he's always with those types of women. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good like, point. Yeah. I together. liked her. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She had it together. And um, one, one note on that. Did you mm-hmm. notice the actress's name? I like did her, not. Her real name? Her real name is Janet Wood. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I looked it up on IMDb just to be prepared for this. I'm like, Janet Wood? What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean. So do you think she auditioned and they're like, we have to. We have to book Janet Wood for this. Or maybe or, she's, I don't know, maybe she's a related to like someone, like a producer or something, yeah. and they just took her name. That's it, really interesting. It gets me thinking, like, where did the name, the character name Janet Wood come from? Because, you know, people will pull from their lives. I wonder right. where that name came from. And if Janet Wood, the actress, is somehow entangled in that. That's really interesting. Okay, I'm going to look into know. that now. Yeah, okay. Because, because even A Man About the House, which what Three's Company is based off of, the characters mm-hmm. aren't even Jack, Janet, and Chrissy. So, right. yeah, they must have pulled from somewhere. Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> I expect um, a report on that soon. <laughs> I will. I Yep, I will get back to you. <laughs> yeah. So Jack comes into the Regal Beagle where Larry and his date are chatting, and he's saying that he's having a horrible day. I mean, this is sort of the first time that we're seeing Jack in this light where he's really down, he's upset. I mean, I know we've seen a few fights between the roommates, but this is really a a, a side of Jack that we haven't seen before. Right, right. This is different. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, oh my gosh, what is when he goes to the therapist and he's... Dr. Prescott. (laughs) Jack the Ripper. I think it's that one. But it reminded me, it reminded me of that, how he was um, really, really upset. So Jack and Larry are chatting. He's having a horrible day. Isn't that your boss's wife? Oh, hi, Larry. Oh, hi, Mrs. Layton. Uh, You remember Jack. He cooked for my party. Of course. (laughs) Jack, the last time I saw you, you really had your hands full. (sighs) See, she remembers Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) My husband and I were hoping that you'd reconsider our offer. Offer? How about it? Oh, I'm afraid the answer's still no, Mrs. Layton. No? What a pity. It's my husband's birthday. Really? It's your husband's birthday today? It would be such a lovely surprise if you could start tonight. Oh, I'm afraid not. Sorry. Start start tonight? Well, the offer still stands, and if you should ever change your mind, you know how to get in touch with us. Bye, Jack. Bye-bye. Bye, Larry. Bye, Mrs. Layton. And uh, say happy birthday to your husband. Oh, the present with no name on it's from me. Well, your boss wants me to move in and cook for them. What for? Free room and board. My question was, why didn't Larry know about this? Larry was completely confused that his boss offered Jack a live-in position. It sounded like he was even surprised that Jack knew them. Yeah, yeah. It is an interesting setup. Conveniently, he has a job and a room and board opportunity. (laughs) But he doesn't want to take it because, of course, he lives with Janet and Chrissy. Mm-hmm. So that that was a good way to set up the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The apartment was beautifully furnished. I appreciated Beautiful. that joke. Beautifully Janet furnished. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually, it's a good line because he doesn't usually... I mean, here and there, he'll talk about how beautiful mm-hmm. they are, but he doesn't, it isn't really. He, he mm-hmm. I think he sees them very platonic. So it yeah, was... Yeah, for um, the most part. Yeah, so that for the for the most part, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back so now we're at the apartment and mm-hmm. Jan and Chrissy are home and 
there is a salesman. What did you think of this whole back and forth between knocking on the door and Chrissy and the salesman? <laughs> I thought the concept of a door-to-door salesman was very, that that's of the past. You know, mm-hmm. that is that is not a thing anymore. At least I don't think it is. I've never had a burglar alarm salesman come to my door. Um, but the whole Chrissy, the Chrissy logic, I do like the Chrissy logic, you know, where he says, imagine a knock on the door and he knocks on his briefcase and Chrissy goes to the door, mm-hmm. you know, and and like you have expressed in previous episodes, this is before Chrissy got really, really stereotypically dumb. Yeah. She, she still had sense. She was naive and she was a little flighty, I would say at times, mm-hmm. but funny, very funny. I agree. And despite a lot of the narrative that happens outside of the show with Suzanne Summers, I definitely can acknowledge that she is very talented and she's funny. And I do like the character of Chrissy. I do. Yes. I think that she's hilarious. And I think in these seasons, um, her, like I've said before, it's more naive than dumb, which I really do appreciate. Yes, absolutely. I was actually thinking what does a burglar system even look like at that time? It's, is it, is it something that you install and it's like, I, I didn't, I actually didn't know and I should have Googled it, but um, was it an alarm system for an apartment? Well, he, (laughs) they said they, they wouldn't buy anything, but he had a sign said beware of dog. So I feel like he was prepared for anything from like a high tech (laughs) sort of laser beam security system to, to a sign on the door. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. What did, burglar alarms look like and yeah he only had a he only had a suitcase so i imagine it was something <laughs> compact but yeah. yeah this is mr morell he sells burglar alarms oh very nice well thank you for dropping by jack wait a minute come here listen a lot of people come home at night and find their homes have been broken into you know yeah well maybe they have something worth taking you ever think of that well i have a lot of things worth taking yeah but whenever you leave they go with you <laughs> Can you afford five dollars? For what? I have a sign here. Beware of vicious door. Oh, that's great. We can put it right under the sign that says no pets allowed. We'll call you. Thank you very much. Uh, perhaps I can introduce Thank you. We have your card. We'll read it several times over the next few days. So Jack is now in a bad mood, and this is, okay, this is a fight between the roommates, which really is a fight between Jack and Janet, hmm. because Chrissy's not really saying anything. I don't know if you noticed that, but you I mean, you know me, I love Jack and Janet. Yes. So and I'm analyzing it in that way. Listening to you after all these episodes, I am looking more at Jack and Janet than I have. Okay. Um, and I am picking up on what you're what you're putting out there. I they're definitely more concentrated on the relationship between Jack and Janet. And I don't know when they decided that was going to happen. Mhm. But yeah, it's it's just the chemistry between them, perhaps. Yeah. Do you I mean I mean, I guess before the podcast, have you not really put any thought into Jack and Janet? Were you not one of those people that thought they should have ended up together or you know, I was on the fence. I was okay. on the fence. Um if there was any roommate that Jack should have ended up with, it was definitely Janet in my mind. Okay. Definitely Janet. Um, but even until the end, I kind of went between, are they, would they be good romantic partners or are they more sibling-like? Ah, okay. 
because they are best friends. I mean, there's no doubt about that. They are best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but after eight seasons, eight years in sitcom time, you know, and listening to you, I'm I'm on the Janet Jack together tip now. I really am. Okay, this is my greatest <laughs> achievement in life. <laughs> Converting someone because there there are people who really do think that they are they have a sibling rivalry which Mm -hmm. I absolutely see I can I can see how someone would see that but I'm just looking holistically at the entire relationship Mm -hmm. friendship timeline and I think that once you get to the end they should have ended up together but in the early seasons yes they're still they're still friends but I think Mm -hmm. the minute you have Cindy come in. And then Terry, it's like, okay, we've gone through three different roommates. Yeah. We're, we're in this together. There's, there's something, there's something there. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that you see it that way too. Yeah, absolutely. And I have noticed, you know, if you jump ahead, especially Mm -hmm. to the the later Terry seasons um, and I love Priscilla Barnes. I mean, she was my crush when I was eight years old watching the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you, if you really concentrate on those last couple seasons, she's really kind of pushed to the side, I feel like. Yeah. It's really about Jack and Janet and Terry is more of a supporting character as opposed to like a third co-lead. Yes. And I think that was conscious, not because of Priscilla Barnes, because she is a hilarious person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just really doubled down on the Jack and Janet relationship, whatever the relationship they thought it was. Yes. And I think that naturally I think she was put in a tough position because she's coming into a show where everyone knows the Jack and Janet characters and that dynamic already especially coming off of Cindy who was also very much a supporting character right it would be hard to level up the next blonde roommate so I think that was sort of an ease but um I mean one episode particular that I'm thinking of is she loves me she loves me not where they go up to the cabin at mm-hmm. Big Bear, which I mean, this sorry, I'm going to take a second to talk about this episode because okay, yes. this is this is season eight, so I have a long way to get to this episode, and I've been dying to talk about it. But since you know the, the episodes, yes. I will say, I think it's really interesting how Jack. For anyone that hasn't watched this episode, Jack sees a magazine quiz that someone has filled out. And it, whoever has filled it out says that they want to have an affair with their roommate of the opposite sex. And this episode really is about him trying to get with Janet. He doesn't even really think that it's Terry and like at all. He like dismisses it so quickly. And I think that is a clear sign that like, okay, there's something happening here between Jack and Janet. Yes. Yes. And you can point to that episode. You can point to the episode where they're set up by a computer. You can point to... A bunch of different episodes, yeah, where it's really concentrating on Janet, where the other roommate is just, like, almost non-existent. Yeah. And I don't think Terry would have cared, honestly. No, she wouldn't have. I think Terry was hip. Yeah, she would have loved it. She would have been like, great, my two best friends together? Great, I'll just move down with Larry. (laughs) Or or Janet move into Jack's room, and Terry can finally have her own room. (laughs) Exactly. She would have been fine with it. Chrissy, I don't know. I don't think Chrissy would have been okay with it. No, no. No, because yeah, again, listening to you all these, all these, all these episodes, Chrissy is always jealous. She's always like, "What about me?" Yes, and that's something that that you've caused me to really pick up on. <laughs> <laughs> if Janet and Jack hooked up, Chrissy would be like, "What about me? What, what about, about me?" me? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so, okay. So now we're back. So back to this episode. They're fighting. What did you think of this fight dynamic? I loved watching them fight. I did too. And despite maybe the weaknesses of this episode, I feel like the emotions and the acting and and just the relationship in a fight was very realistic. I mean, Jack had a bad day and the everyday um, situation of living with two people in a small apartment, it's getting to all of them. And this is these are things that happen in real life. It doesn't mean you don't love each other, you're not friends, but you fight with the people you love. Mm-hmm. You're in a terrific mood. What makes you say that? Oh, well, the way you snapped at that Mr. Morell there. I didn't snap at anybody, Janet. Oh, well, I'm glad you cleared that up. You don't have to get sarcastic. Excuse me, Jack. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I mean... And you don't have to be condescending either. Let's just change the subject, okay? Good oh. idea. Yeah. Did you have a nice day, Jack? <laughs> sometimes, see, sometimes you say things that drive me absolutely crazy. Hey, wait a minute, Jack. I mean, just because you're in a bad mood, that is no reason to be rude to Chrissy. Oh, wait a minute. I was just being honest. I wasn't being rude to Chrissy. Jack, I just heard you be rude no, to her. You know what Jack. I think? Chrissy, stay out of this. No, wait Jack. a second. Chrissy has the freedom to speak in her own apartment, if you don't mind. Oh. Go ahead, Chrissy. Say what's on your mind. Well, I think the reason you've been mean and rotten to Stay this... out of this, Chrissy. <laughs> Look, don't talk to her that way, okay? I mean, can't you be just a little more considerate? And who do I learn that from? You, Miss Consideration? What? Uh, what is that supposed to mean? What is that I felt like this was a very realistic moment in an overall silly show. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't get a lot of serious moments yeah. on this show. And I think that... We, we see fights with the roommates later on, um, even through various other blonde roommates. But this one, like you said, it felt very real. Even, even when they were, he was leaving and he was like, I'll send for my things or I'm going to like, it just mm-hmm. felt like something that you would, that is how someone would react in a fight. Yes. Like you would just yes. be like, okay, I'm leaving and then slam the door. And the reasons for the fight were just, the reasons were just so mundane and everyday mm-hmm. and typical. And yeah. it escalated. And it got overblown. And that happens. Yeah. And I actually like how Janet and Chrissy, it was really a one-sided fight, but it was him just getting annoyed yeah. at them. They weren't try- They weren't saying anything to him. Right. You're right. Hey, Jack, look, just forget about dinner. Oh, wait a second. Just because you're mad at me, you don't have to take it out on my cooking. I'm not mad at you. Oh, so you just don't like my cooking, eh? Jack, no, I just meant maybe I'm not people in the mood think I'm want- a great cook. You know, I could be cooking for some people right now. All right, go make dinner. Don't! Tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't make dinner. Oh, it is my cooking, huh? <laughs> the next thing you'll be telling me is that I'm not good enough to cook for a dog. Oh, don't be silly, Jack. Of course you're good enough to cook for a dog. <laughs> oh, this is super. Now you've got Einstein here on your side. <laughs> Come on, honestly. Forget it, forget it, forget it. I don't have to hang around here and be insulted. Jack, then. you're being crazy. You're making a whole big deal out of nothing. Oh, I'm nothing. so happy. This is great. She thinks I'm inconsiderate. You think I'm crazy. You want to know what I think? No, absolutely not, because you're not thinking. Oh, that's fine. Well, then I won't tell you what Jack, I think. Jack, we'll I won't just tell sit you down anything, and we'll okay? talk about I'm this. I'm getting out of here. Hey, you can no find yourself can... another roommate, okay? Yeah. I'll send for my things. Bye. I, I did find it funny that he said, you know, I'm, I'm moving out. I'll send for my things. And they accepted that so, so quickly. Like, oh, Jack's gone. He has moved out. <laughs> He's they were done. like, wait, where is he going? Yeah. No one no one thought to chase after him. <laughs> they didn't chase after him. They weren't like, okay, 
after he cools down, we're going to find him and talk to him. It was just like, oh, Jack moved out. And also, yeah. <laughs> and that night they're like, we miss Jack. Like, as yeah. if we're never going to see him again. Chrissy's, Chrissy said, it's been days or it's been torturous days here. And Janet goes, he's been gone two hours. <laughs> they can't, they can't survive without Jack Trevor. <laughs> see how time drags without him what did like they would be so lost without him honestly (laughs) there's one line where janet and chrissy are talking or chrissy says remember how he would come home and he would like hug us and kiss us like nibble on our ears i actually didn't know how that line was written because it sounded like he does that with Chrissy, but he doesn't do that with Janet. And I don't know if that was the delivery of Suzanne Summers. I mean, yeah. that way. I, I made a note of that too, because I've always liked that line. I think it's funny, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure what she means. Is that true <laughs> or is that wishful thinking? And I wanted to hear what you thought. Did Jack come home and just like <laughs> basically make out with Chrissy every day after school and Janet didn't know? Yeah, because the way... Well, Janet's like, no, I don't remember that. And Chrissy's like, oh, yeah, me neither. Like, it sounded right. like she was pretending. Like, she was like, oh, yeah, that's that's never happened between yeah. us. But yeah. Chrissy's not smart enough to <laughs> pretend. I, so I I would like to think that's wishful thinking. That's okay. how, how did you read that? Remember when he used to come home after school and he'd run in the house and he'd squeeze us and hug us and give us a big kiss and nibble on our ears? No. <laughs> Me neither. I've always chalked it up to wishful thinking. Yeah. But now that I'm like analyzing episodes, <laughs> I'm like, but it's it's out of character for Jack to do that to Chrissy, but not Janet. Like I feel he would be an equal opportunity <laughs> harasser. <laughs> well, I also feel like Chrissy would be more, I don't know. I mean, if we're if we're looking at the last or like one of the last episodes that I that I did where he was trying to get into bed with Chrissy with the mouse. Mm-hmm. I thought that was out of character for him because I would think that he would go into the bed with Janet because Janet's right. in his bedroom. So I don't right. know. Who knows what Jack is thinking? Jack is, as you've said, Jack is just horny. He's just horny. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, yeah, he's an equal opportunist. He's just like, whatever woman is available, I will make out with them. (laughs) Except, except older women. And this is now at the Leighton's apartment or the Leighton's home. Mm -hmm. And... This is a whole scene that I would like to unpack here. But I love this scene. <laughs> I, this scene is so good. Also, Mr. Angelino. Right. When I was a kid, it took me a while to figure that out. Mr. Angelino without a beard is Mr. Layton. Yes. And also, is it just me or does the beard make the actor who plays Mr. Angelino seem taller? Because he felt very like short and stout. Yeah. In this, but when I was when I was younger, Angelino always felt like someone that was more like taller. Right. You know, maybe it's just more the acting. Like authoritarian. Like he had more of a presence, more of a like a hard ass type. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. He, I, he was a very different character. In, very in this different. Episode. Very different. Applaud like applauding him because I would yeah. have, like you said, would have never even guessed. I didn't notice that when I was younger. But I I did like the just the setup of this, it felt like a play because you could see 
all their legs underneath. I mean, it was, I I just, I just thought the, the choreography and all of this was so smart, so funny, but I did feel bad for Jack. Mrs. Layton's a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there is a strange thing with Jack and older women, but I mean, she's married to Mr. Layton. So I, that's a really tough position, especially when they're both sitting there at the table. And by the way, they, they hired Jack to cook for them and live with them. Does he also need to eat with them? I thought that was funny. <laughs> with the shortest tablecloth ever. That's such a good point. Yeah. He has to sit in between them and have dinner. Right. <laughs> it's like they hired like a guest. Like, like a guest. Yeah. They needed company. Oh my gosh. Well, that was um, all, that all had to be Mrs. Layton's doing. To, to, oh, <laughs> to absolutely. Absolutely. I I always thought this was funny as a kid just because of Jack's reaction. But as I was watching it again, I haven't seen this episode in a little bit, but Mrs. Layton is very like just like the seriousness on her face <laughs> as her foot was practically like it was really up his almost entire leg. Yeah. yeah. Her foot was really up there. <laughs> And, and yeah, and from like the 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 waist up, she was all business. Like you all had business. no idea what was going on under that under that table. It it was. She was really alarming. She was good at that. <laughs> she was she was really good, and but then she started chasing him, and that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this is this is the thing. I mean, I've talked about this on on the show, but I'm um, on the podcast before, but. Just the act of, oh, there's someone after you and they're predatory and we're all supposed to laugh. And I know mm-hmm. that it's different seeing um, Chrissy's boss chase her around a desk versus yeah. Mrs. Layton chasing Jack. But it is like equally terrifying seeing this it woman is. chase Jack. And he's he's scared. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, th- them talking, the Janet and Chrissy talking about bosses chasing them around and dates like basically harassing them. Um, this kind of reversed that with the woman chasing Jack, but yeah, as a kid, and I think you've mentioned this before, you just think, oh, this is how life is yeah. when you grow up. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not going to say it's not funny, but man, things, time has changed since then for the better. Right. Right, right. I mean, yeah, that's what I thought. When when someone hires you to be their live-in cook and have dinner with them, just assume <laughs> that they also want right. to sleep with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but oh. Jack has a he has a track record of women throwing themselves at him. So there's he something does. there's something magnetic about Jack Tripper. And sometimes it's the women he doesn't want because mm-hmm. she was really And I don't know if this episode, because it was so close to season four, um, if there was this big reaction from it, because it was a similar vibe to Lana. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if like that dynamic of seeing a woman throw herself at Jack and Jack not knowing how to handle it is something they were like, oh, we want to see more of that. So maybe that's why they created the character of Lana, but um, just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, And side note. Um, coming up next season, season four, there's something about the Lana Furley Chrissy episodes that mm-hmm. I hold dear <laughs> to this day. There, there's, I, I celebrate the entire series of Three's Company, but something about that dynamic between all of them is is my favorite 
of the series. Lana, Furley, and Chrissy specifically, or just like that season? That that when Lana was on the show, because she didn't last all that long. Mm -hmm. And and well that that was a season where they go to the cabin. Yeah. And that's just chaos. That's one of my favorite episodes. Um I just thought thought the dynamic the dynamic between all of them was just so great. Although even as a kid, I did not understand why Jack did not go for Lana. You know, I still don't understand that. I mean, I've heard theories that she's too much for him mm-hmm. that he doesn't necessarily like women that come on too strong. But I mean, he, I was surprised he didn't try it at least once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she I, was even, a beautiful woman. Yeah. And as a kid, I, b- before I understood it, Lana really, <laughs> she, she evoked some feelings in me that I couldn't explain at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for Jack not to go for that. And he had dated the, the older archeologist lady earlier right so there's a precedent and he had no problem with that i that is true maybe it is because he likes the thrill of the chase like he likes being the more dominant one Mm -hmm. i maybe because that's that's a really good point what did you have any further thoughts on the on this scene i was just scared for jack honestly yeah (laughs) yeah and i you know it it was one of those scenes where they just kind of left it and you don't really know what happened did he run away right after that um, how much stuff had he brought over to the house? Did he have to send for his things at the Layton's who, house? Who did, who sent, who got his things for him? Right. Because yeah. <laughs> or he did he left. just go there with what he was wearing and that was it? That's what it seemed yeah. like. And Janet and Chrissy just went straight to bed. They yeah. were like, well. <laughs> Jack's gone forever. Let's go to bed. Jack's gone. I thought it was funny when Jack goes to the Beagle and sees Larry again. Mm-hmm. And Larry knew <laughs> that she was like this. Again, yeah. Larry is not a great friend. <laughs> he's a great character, but he's a terrible person. <laughs> he really is. I love Larry. I love Richard Klein playing Larry. But how anyone could be friends with him makes no sense. No sense at all. But also, do we think that Larry slept with Mrs. Layton? Probably. I noted that. I noted that. And I, I'm happy you brought it up. Because, yeah, he's Larry. He must have. Oh, Larry, I'm glad I found you. Larry, you will never believe in a million years what happened to me. My boss's old lady hit on you. Your boss's old lady? (laughs) She hits on everyone. Well, thanks a lot, Larry. Why don't you tell me? What for? I figured you'd find out anyway. Come on, I'll buy you a beer. I don't need a beer. I need a place to stay. He said it like he thought Jack also slept with her. Mm, Yeah, Yeah, that's what happens when you go there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did my boss's old lady hit on you? <laughs> she does that to everyone. <laughs> Which, yeah, oh, click. Larry has made out with Mrs. Layton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an interesting <laughs> image, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. Wouldn't put it past him. But now, now we're at the apartment and Janet and Chrissy are sleeping. And I thought, well, Chrissy is like, I can't sleep. I thought it was because she missed Jack, but it was really just because she was afraid of a burglar. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The salesman got in her head, which I thought the same thing until, until she she said it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was going to be like, you know, where's Jack? Is he okay? But no, they, they moved on. They moved on Mm -hmm. fairly quickly. They did. (laughs) They did. And Janet says that she, she set up a booby trap, which then when Jack 
sneaks back into the apartment, right. leads to one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Shannon, I think your trap's caught a booby. <laughs> when, when I was watching that as a kid, my sister was also watching it. We, we both grew up Giant Three's Company fans, and we would repeat that line to each other all the time. That was one of our all-time favorite lines that so could always get a funny. laugh out of either of us. <laughs> It's so funny. There is something about the word booby that is right. still funny. <laughs> it is. And, and did you notice when Janet said that she set up a booby trap under mm-hmm. the window that wouldn't lock, the, the audience started giggling. They like knew. They knew it was coming, which I also really love that when the audience is just all in. That That is something that makes me like the one – episode that comes to mind is in season seven when Jack gets drunk and he ends up in bed with Janet and he's doing he's trying to take his clothes off and it's 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 a pretty long scene but it's great physical comedy from John Ritter and the audience is losing it I actually may find that more funny than the actual scene just because of how much fun the audience is having. <laughs> yes. And I think that was that was one where there was like one certain laugh that just <laughs> somehow rose above <laughs> all the other laughs. And it was just constant throughout the whole scene. And it's just so, so infectious. <laughs> That's how you know you're a real fan when you know yeah. that one woman laughing. You know <laughs> Yes. Oh, Joss, gosh. I've seen these episodes so many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that her laugh is ingrained in my yes, mind. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh my gosh. Jack sneaks back in and also did he not where did he where did his key go? He's well at the bar at the Beagle, he told Larry he forgot his key, so he couldn't. Oh, go he did say that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he just he walked out and with nothing at all. And straight to the ladens. Oh gosh, he he didn't think that through. He really no, didn't. No, no. <laughs> it was it was all like it was all very emotional. It was just no thought involved. Yeah, I do like though how there is a window that doesn't lock, and they never thought twice twice about it because Jack right. was always there, which is right. nice. Yeah, yeah. Very safe, Santa Monica, nineteen seventy nine. Exactly. <laughs> So um, he comes. He comes in, makes a big ruckus with all of the pots, the booby trap. Hilarious, by the way. So funny, just his Physical. pure. Yeah. Also, the look on his face of having yes. no idea what is happening. <laughs> he was the best. So so good, and then we hear a knock at the door, which is John Larroquette as. Yes. The police officer who I did not realize how tall John Larroquette is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I think John like, Ritter was over six feet. And yeah, so he Larroquette like, just towered. He's like six five. Like Janet and Chrissy look like children next to him. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Didn't they look like little kids? They do. <laughs> they were so tiny. Um, <laughs> did you catch the moment where Jack grabbed Janet when John Larroquette came in and he was scared? Did you Did you catch that moment? No, no. It was, I actually never really noticed it, um, but I was just watching them and he grabs her and he is holding onto her shirt and he like, he won't let go. And I thought it was a really mm. fun moment between the two of them. Right. But it seems like John Larroquette was watching Jack go through this entire yeah. thing of like sneaking inside, going right. through, because right. he was there within 
10 seconds. Yeah, he must have just been walking his beat and saw saw somebody breaking in. Yeah. I found this really funny when they were apologizing to each other and John Larroquette just had the biggest <laughs> smile on his face. Yeah, as, as a kid, I was a huge Night Court fan and I mm. loved John Larroquette. It was, and it was another one of those where I didn't understand a lot of the jokes because he was, you know, he was he was like kind of like the Larry of Night mm-hmm. Court. But I've always loved him. And and that scene in Three's Company with that look on his face, just confusion and excitement <laughs> and like, I wish I were you, Jack right. Tripper, you know? <laughs> I don't think you people know how serious this is. Oh, oh, but I do, officer. You see, I did something really stupid to these girls today. Jack, come on, now don't say another word. No, I did something that I'll be ashamed of for the rest of my life. Don't blame yourself, Jack. I'll never be able to hold my head up again. Jack, honey, it's not that important, I regret everything, and I'll tell you, I apologize for everything. Oh, it's okay. And Janet, Hmm? I'll never ask you to take down your pantyhose again. about that we're just so glad you're back i had a terrible night oh so did i i couldn't sleep without you (laughs) yeah jack neither could i hold the phone hold the phone you were living here with these girls well well, yeah officer and the reason i was breaking in (laughs) who cares why you broke in why did you break out But it's so good because (laughs) the dynamic of Three's Company just lends itself to these types of jokes and these misunderstandings. It's just Mm -hmm. so good. As overdone as it is, I feel like it's so funny when people think that the three of them are just constantly sleeping together. I always find that so funny. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's I guess that's just how it was back then. (laughs) When men were living with women and vice versa. I thought that was that was really great, and it was just mm-hmm. a nice moment too of them of him apologizing without the misunderstanding. Right. Um, you know that these three really care for each other. Mm-hmm. It was funny though that when when John Larroquette, the cop, said, "Does he live here?" and they said, "Well, he used to." <laughs> like, and again, it's that- been hours. <laughs> it's been hours since Jack left. He left four hours ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What? His stuff is still in his room. You're going to tell the police officer that he doesn't live there? He's still on the lease. But yeah, it was it was really great when they made up. I mean, that that seemed very like genuine to me. Yes. Yes. And I actually want to get your thoughts here. I mean, they make up. He goes to kiss Janet. He actually doesn't Mm -hmm. kiss Chrissy, which I noticed, but he goes to kiss Janet twice. What are your thoughts on the platonic kisses that always happen on this show. It's another thing that I grew up thinking was normal. Right. Same. And at some point, I I moved out of my parents' house. I had roommates and we never kissed, you know. I go out with friends. Um, we never kiss. No. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I mean, I generally didn't know. Like, was it the time? Was it because the show was already so over-sexualized? We're like, let's just add in kisses here to, like, mm-hmm. up the ante. I don't know, but yeah. not I, normal. W- was that a thing in the 70s? I I don't know. You would, you would assume watching 
people who live together kiss all the time that they were sleeping together. So <laughs> Right. But when when Jack and Janet kiss before bed, it's very it's very chaste. It's very like good night. But still, I don't kiss my friends when I go to bed. No, I mean I don't even kiss my husband like that when I go to bed. I'm just like, <laughs> right. I'm just like night. <laughs> yeah. Good night, roll over. Exactly. Like they make a point to kiss yeah. before they go to bed. It's yeah. just it's really funny. Um yeah, I just also think it's something to something to keep an eye out for because yeah. it does happen a lot. Well, if anything, they're just their best friends. Maybe we'll just say that. They're best friends. That's what best friends, that's what brother sister dynamic is, you know? Mm-hmm. They just they just platonically kiss each other. <laughs> Although he did at the end he did move his hands down to both of their butts. That is which, another classic John Ritter Jack Tripper moment. It's so good. But you're he never has to try. He always has to try, but you're never grossed out by it. Right. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I love that point you make. There's something about John Ritter. He's just so charming. He's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good hearted. So the tag scene, I like it was a callback mm-hmm. to the pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was silly, but it was a fun yes. moment. Yeah. I love, I love the them always like trying to like bang on the door at the end of the episode or like uh-huh. throwing the pillows at him or something like that. It leads I, you to I, wonder what happens after. But. <laughs> yeah. And, and thinking back, I mean, that wasn't something that was shown in syndication, that tag scene. Mm. So, you know, I, I saw it on the DVD uh, when I got that, but I'm really not all that familiar with it. So that was a nice, like a little bit of bonus threes company for me for the episode. Yeah. I have that sometimes with, because, yes, an unsyndication. I, I started watching Three's Company because I would tape it on my VHS. Mm-hmm. So I just have certain scenes, like, ingrained in my mind. And I know, like you, like, which ones are, like, DVD bonuses, which ones, right. like, weren't in syndication. Um, yeah, and that is that is one mm-hmm. of them. And it's also I get that feeling when, I mean, as I'm sure you do have your favorite episodes that you tend to go back to mm-hmm. and watch. And the ones that I'm unfamiliar with sometimes always feel like, a nice surprise when yeah. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I watch I watch the Reese Christmas in December every year. And that's not one that's usually, you know, Same. on my on my uh, rotation. And it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, Annie, that was Jack Moves Out. And what were your final thoughts on the episode? Uh, I thought it was a solid episode. Mm-hmm. It was definitely missing the Ropers. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Maybe they're testing the waters for for the show and how it will become without uh, the dynamic of a couple living downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of laughs. There there was the, the booby trap joke, which is <laughs> <laughs> maybe not my top five favorite episodes, but one of my top five or 10 favorite lines in right, the series. Right, right. <laughs> um, I would solidly recommend this one, especially to people. I think new people might appreciate it because you don't have to learn about the Ropers or Furley. It's mm-hmm. just the core. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's an above average to great show episode. I agree. There are some really solid moments in it. And I think overall, it is a good time. Like it is funny mm-hmm. to watch Mrs. Latham hit on him. The John LaRoquette misunderstanding, that's funny. Um, them fighting the three roommates, you get to see that dynamic. So it actually is a really good intro episode for anyone Mm -hmm. that is unfamiliar with the show. Andy, what's your favorite episode? Oh, I mentioned the cabin. 
where mm-hmm. they, they all go with Lana and Mr. Furley and Larry's date to the, the cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that one. <sighs> Let's see. I should have had a list here. I'm sorry. No, I mean, it actually is hard to think. Someone asked me that yeah. the other day. I was like, I don't, I don't know. What's, they're all my favorites. They're, they're all my children. <laughs> What's your, yeah. okay, here's a better question. What is your favorite roommate dynamic? Is it, I guess it's Terry because you said you had a crush on her. Yes. Right? Um, you've asked this to other people and my mm-hmm. favorite blonde is Terry. Mm-hmm. I, I had this mad crush on her. Um, when I think of Three's Company, I probably go to Chrissy because okay. honestly, without Suzanne Summers, the show would not have been what it became. Mm-hmm. I, I've got to give her credit for that. But at the same time, her character got so dumb that I don't think that would have been sustainable for eight seasons. So yes. in a way, I feel like that character had to go and bring in someone who's smart, like Terry. That's actually a really good point because, and this isn't something that I've talked about, but I don't even know like where you could take the show if Chrissy was still a character. Objectively, because she was such a big star, people would still watch. So you would maybe have that viewership still, but it's like Mm -hmm. you can only do so much with Chrissy, Mm -hmm. especially with Chrissy Ann. And I also think that Furley's character would have been different because if you look at the early seasons of Furley, he was more of like someone that was really trying to be a ladies' man. I I find Mm -hmm. him not as funny in the early seasons. But then when Mm -hmm. Suzanne Summers leaves, he sort of becomes more, a little more dumb because you need to fill in that, those jokes that Chrissy does, that you don't have Chrissy for. Yeah. So when she left, there was that void they had to fill for sure. Yeah. And it went to Furley on some level. Yeah. Yeah. But I, f- I feel like the, the Terry and Janet dynamic was really good. And I know mm-hmm. they are friends, uh, mm-hmm. Joyce and Priscilla, in real life. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. Um, I did think of another favorite episode. Oh, yeah. And it's not a Terry or a Chrissy. It's the Jack's twin, Jack's twin brother, Austin. <laughs> That's a good one. Double trouble. I Classic. will quote that all the time. And John Ritter in that playing a dual role was just incredible. And yeah, I and I I do have I have certain trouble with the whole keeping up the the playing gay appearances. Yeah, I feel like that should have gone away maybe mm-hmm. when Furley moved in. But yeah. then if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have had the Austin Tripper episode. That so is I'm true. conflicted. You know. You're right, and I there. I think someone has said this at one point on the podcast, but they were like that joke like he's pretends to be gay for eight seasons and right. i mean they don't lean on it as much in the later seasons right. but like you said it is very interesting that like but there's there's also no character development i would love your thoughts on this too i actually don't really see character development in a lot of them um and you know this was just because there was it was a sitcom it was like by episode by episode, but it, it really is the same dynamic between all of them for eight years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why when you have the end, at least for me, and they start making these big life decisions, it's like, who are these? Yeah. They would never do this. Yeah. It happens so fast at the end. So fast. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just and have poor like, Terry. <laughs> ship her off to Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, what, I like have with one line. I'm moving to Hawaii. Poor Terry. 
you know, with that episode, it's like no one even knew she was going to Hawaii. Right, right. <laughs> because Furley actually says, this is so I, it's so exciting, I have to like briefly ch- talk about this, but because <laughs> they're packing, like they're literally about to move in 10 minutes and Furley says, where are you going? <laughs> and she says, Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Did he not know she was no. also moving? <laughs> that character development happens so fast. <laughs> so fast anyway andy this was so much fun i would i mean no pressure i would love to have you back because this has just been so much fun anytime anytime i'm glad this went well and i really i really do love what you're doing and beside three's company being my favorite show i think i think it's so important to look at these shows of the past and media of the past and culture of the past and look at it in the present day mm-hmm. i think that's important for us you know, not, not to get too heady here, but for us as a, as a society to move forward. And that means so much to me. Thank you. Because I've had um, – there are people that are saying, oh, the show's 40 years old. Like, just leave it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, I don't do this in any way. And even the things I say when we when I nitpick certain things, it's in – it's all out of love. This is my absolute favorite yes. show and means so much to me. As same as you. I mean, you you you've said things throughout the episode where we're like, oh, that didn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. But we acknowledge that the show isn't perfect, right. but at the same time, we love it. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's healthy. Um, and it is such an honor to have you, someone that is such a big fan of the show and listens to the podcast. Thank you so much. So it was um Truly, I'm so happy to have you, and you are welcome back anytime. Well, I I will take your invitation anytime you offer it. Amazing. I've really, I've had a great time, and I'm glad to have met you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Andy. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. And be sure to tune in next week for our season three finale. I can't believe it's already here. Oh, my gosh. 